Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Parts Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of the golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we recap our inaugural year, share our golf resolutions, and make our annual bold predictions for 2022. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome back to the Sandy Parts Podcast, episode 48. I'm your host, Randy Duran, joined by my co-host, Ryan Munoz. Hey, hey, happy new year. Happy new year, golf fans. Uh, Super excited to be back after a long hiatus, after a couple bouts of COVID, being locked down with that nom-nomicron. Um, just really glad to be back talking golf. A lot, a lot going on in the last month. Not in, not in golf, luckily for us. Hardly anything going on in golf. Um, hence why we took a little bit of a break. Got to take a deep breath, like I just did right there, and kind of evaluate our state of the games. Uh, get ready for 2022. Reflect a little bit on 2021. Which I mean, dude, 2021 was a, a, a fantastic year in terms of. Uh, you know, the amount of rounds we played, the places we got to play, the events that we got to go to. Yeah, absolutely. Our first full year doing the podcast. Um, Very fun. I mean, two away from 50 now. We're, we're two away from 50. We're, we're you know, uh, we're four episodes away from a, a year's worth of content, which is really impressive. Um, yeah, hell yeah. I never thought we'd actually, um, you know, get this far this quickly weekly is pretty uh pretty hard to do for a guys for a couple guys who have day jobs yeah absolutely it's been hella fun it was uh it was definitely nice to to catch a little break i feel more energized um gain a little more respect for people in the content producing uh definitely business as you as you do it so you need a full team uh and it's just you and i so yeah it's been, and of uh, course, our great listeners. Yes, of course. Um, it's been it's been great, dude. I, I really have been looking forward to getting back on the pod, discussing some golf, um, kind of get into a little bit of the state of our games right now. Um, each new year brings uh, you know a, bu- a bunch of optimism, a bunch of goals, resolutions, and we'll get into all that here in a little bit. Um, the one thing I wanted to kind of start off with was, um, I mean, we we should recap twenty twenty one. Cool. Um, you know, how, how do you think overall 2021, what, what, like some strengths and weaknesses or like improvements um, you made, some things you may, may have regressed all right, a little man, bit? Man, I think I probably, even though my handicap um, is higher than it's been, uh, I, I probably have played my better, better golf towards the tail end of 2021. Um, I, I guess the biggest gain I've, I would say I have is finally in the last quarter of the year, figuring out off the tee what I'm doing and, and adding my driver to my game, um, which has been very nice. But overall, I took some lessons, uh, kind of broke the swing down and recrafted it a little bit, mm-hmm. learned to kind of just trust my fade shot that I naturally have with some of my longer clubs mm-hmm. um, and start playing that. And and I, I would say probably the best addition is just the – Doing, listening to the books on tape um, about the mental game, and then keeping the mental game uh, in check, and and improving on that, and staying just more focused within every shot in in the round, or or more shots in a round. It's it's. I think that's the challenge. Is it's quite hard to stay focused through every shot in a round, but. Paying more attention and um, kind of establishing a routine that I can go back to to get my focus and, and keep my cool out on the course. And, and what about yourself? Um, well, first, I, I'd have to agree. Uh, watching the last few times you, we've played golf, you off the tee, it's actually really nice to see because you kind of went through a little period there where like you were hitting those like those little spinners yeah, and you were yeah. losing a lot of distance. And that's actually what I was doing the last time we played at Harding, the last it's, round of the year. It's frustrating. It is. Because uh, you know you're not like terribly far off, right. but obviously you're doing something wrong because you're, you're like you said, losing distance. But you got your distance back. So I'm really, really happy to see that. Um, for myself, I think uh, I started off the year really well hitting, um, you know, solid iron shots hitting you know hitting really well off the tee and being a decent putter i definitely regressed with my iron play for the majority of the year and then at the end of the year with my driver i definitely lost a lot in terms of accuracy uh however 
you and I both know that the driver doesn't really leave me for too long. So no. I'm not too worried about that because the last few weeks I've been really hitting some good iron shots, uh, making flush contact again. A lot of flush contact out at Harding. Yes. I, I owe a lot of that to, to Dylan Smith golf. Um, he really, he, he was teaching me the draw for such a long time. And now he's got me working on that little bit of a, a cut, yeah. a little bit of a fade. And I just feel like that's, um, I'm ready for that. I yeah, feel like, I feel like that's really going to help me. I think in your game, you're you're a lot better. You know, you're you're a pretty goddamn good golfer. So um, I th- obviously, the higher your hand, or you know, the lower handicap you get, the improvements and your margin for improvement becomes much smaller. So right. um, I think it's a testament to you sticking to Dylan's plan that he set out for you and keeping to your practice that you're continuing to improve. Uh, yeah, is and. Uh, I had to take about six months off where I couldn't really practice. Um, you know, I couldn't couldn't go to the range. Uh, I was pretty much immobile there for a little while. So I would only practice while I played, you know. So there wasn't really much, like, game improvement going on. So I'm really looking forward to, you know, in 2022, um, which we'll get into here, uh, getting to put more time into actual here's, practice. Here's, here's a question for you because I feel I, – I think I may have – falling into practicing too much and getting just caught up in your your head and I feel I've played better in the last half of the year and I haven't really practiced near I wouldn't say practice because I do go to the range I think it it goes back to the mental game I have Mm -hmm. a much more clear kind of idea of what I'm planning to do with the range instead of just aimlessly hitting balls right um that's what the books on and, tape help and, with. Yeah, and so I, I, I guess really I've cut the practice time down, but in, in a sense probably have improved the quality practice time. Exactly. Um, That's what's so and, important is making the best, the most use of your time. I mean, we're not professional golfers. We all, you know, we have normal nine to fives that we do every single day. So it's the you know the one or two times you get to the range each week, and then if you get to play that week too, you know that's just a bonus. But making the most use of that time while you're out there is the most important. Um, and in the books on tape that we've listened to, um, wh- whether it's, uh, the little red book, whether it's golf is not a game of perfect or Zen golf, yep. um, whatever it is, it talks about how to, how these guys practice and how to make the most use of your time. If you're, you know, just an amateur out there trying to improve your game. Um, the trusting mentality is one of the things I've learned the most of those books is just, you know, most of your time should be, trusting your swing versus being critiquing it. Yeah. But you need that critique time to be honest with yourself and try to improve. So it's all about balancing that. So basically whatever school of thought that you're in, it's about 30, 70, 30, 30% time, you know, working on the technique and the things that you're, that you've been working on. And then the rest of the time is just the, the trusting going out there. And, and one that's really helped me in the last, like I would say month and a half is when I go to the range, I don't try to hit straight shots. I try to hit little fades. I try to hit little draws. I try to hit little punches. I try to hit it high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when it comes to hitting the straight shot, it's like, okay, you know, this is actually relatively easy. Um, and it's not. But you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you, you know. Well, I think it keeps you engaged, too, and you fall out of the habit of just, like, you know, again, crushing a million balls and not. It, yeah. Not not taking your time. Um, it teaches relationship with body and the club face to where the ball is. Like I, I can't like it's hard to explain, but if you you know read a couple of these books, you would definitely understand what what it is. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, kind of to that point, and in, in, in is is you know you look and think of. I feel like you know I probably for the most part most of my bad shots are less of my technique. I mm-hmm. feel like and more of my either not trusting that shot or just lack of focus right. going into that shot. You mm-hmm. know, and when you can eliminate those two physically, you know, we we know how to we we can hit a seven iron. We know we can hit an iron, uh, right. but it's when you throw other variables into the equation and then start kind of it can snowball and then you hit a terrible shot. Yes. So, uh, I'm cool with the physical air. I, I get more so mad at myself now than when I'm just less focused going right. into a shot. And I feel like I could have prevented the disaster from happening. It's hard to focus too. Cause like you're out there, you're, you're supposed to be having fun. Uh, you know, you're having a couple pops, you know, you're joking around, you're just, in, you're just enjoying the time spent with your friends for the most part. So it's really hard to focus on every shot. Uh, a lasting, impression from 2021 as we recap the year is um 
Phil Mickelson winning the the, the PGA Championship in his post conference presser. Uh, what I gathered, what what like stuck with me from that was him saying he wasn't sure if he could win on that level. He wasn't sure if he could even you know focus and keep keep his focus through a, a final round like he did, mm-hmm. uh, and keep his focus on every shot. Right, and it's cool to hear you know, a Hall of Famer and one of the best ever to do it, say the same thing, that he struggles with the same thing. Because right? he, he had mentioned that the round before, too, yeah. after the round before. He was well, like, oh, I've really figured something out in terms of focus. I mean, you're talking, the guy, he's not playing for money, right? right? He's He's got more money. It's not, so it's like, what is insi- what's insider gonna, trading, yeah, whether it's golf. Yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> what, maybe he doesn't, maybe he doesn't, right? Gambling guy. Um, but it's it's interesting to hear someone that just won a major championship as the you know the oldest dude to ever win a major championship mm-hmm. say that um i mean just yeah to say that at, at the age of 50 that's really i mean some of we can us us younger guys can definitely learn from um best round of 2021 ooh um i mean i guess i would have to think score wise would be i think i won an 82 at seascape had a really just solid round. I want to say that was uh, just around summertime. I don't know. Uh, but probably most fun round. I think the most fun round. I mean, my best round of 2021 is Pebble. Um, yeah. Playing Pebble. I didn't score wise was not was not at Pebble, mm-hmm. but that's like you know life life goal. Dude, it's so right? hard. To, it's so, so hard. The first round you play at Pebble. Um, anybody who anybody who's listening, if your first round at Pebble was really good, you should definitely DM us because that's incredible. My nerves were shot when I played it. I couldn't focus for the first seven holes. I was just looking around like, holy shit, I'm on. I'm on the course. Yeah, 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 yeah. So two come to mind um, as far as just enjoyment, which that's – I don't really care my score. Uh, mm-hmm. I think my bet, like I said, I think my low score of the year was at Seascape in the middle of the summer, and I shot an 82. And I think I was like maybe two – I finished like two over on mm-hmm. the back nine. Nice. Um, and uh, – but the two that come to mind, Pebble was number one, and then the uh, – the round at Pasa before your wedding with me Ooh. and you playing with our our, our pops, um, yeah, was was hella fun. So um, and and the round with the, the that we did in the summer with yeah. the random golf club guys there too was hella fun. That was really fun. We'll circle back to that in in a moment. Yes. Uh, what was your best round of twenty twenty one? Dude, I think that both of them go to a course that I have a, a bittersweet relationship with. Um, and it's probably recency bias because, uh, actually, you know what? I mean, I mean, I'm gonna go three. Okay. The, my favorite round that I played this year overall was definitely when we played at Silverado in that, mm. in that two man scramble. I forgot about that. That was fucking very fun. That was really fun. We were humbled, but at the same time, like now we know what to expect for yeah. next year. Like yeah. we're, we're going to play that same we'll be back trim- next yeah, year. We'll be back next year. We won't be last. You <laughs> fucking volunteered there this yeah, year. Yeah, we, we, volu- we know the course. Uh, I put a bunch of shit in the I ground. I forgot about that. You can obviously add that into my list. Go on. Um, so uh, that one, and then there was two distinct rounds at Corica. Um, my lowest round of the year was the 75 that I played with you. On Veterans we, Day. On Veterans Day. We we did play from the white tees, and that course is not particularly long. Um, but then I played that course... Uh, we played from the red, white, and blue tees yeah. on Veterans Day. <laughs> yes, uh, played last week, a week from a week from yesterday. Um, played that course on the twenty seventh in the fucking piss pouring rain. Uh, the entire day, the there were puddles on the tee boxes. I put I played with Jack um, and shot an eighty two out there when it was absolutely soaked, piss pouring rain. And I'm not kidding, dude. That was the best ball striking day I've had all, all year. I was absolutely flushing long irons. And mm-hmm. I was doing really well with my short irons, too. Um, and, the, and those greens, when they run super slow, very gettable. Yeah, yeah. Very, very gettable. Um, so that was probably my, my favorite round in terms of how I played or how I struck the ball. And then obviously the 75, my lowest score ever um, with a little bit of an asterisk playing from the whites because I think I hit two greens under reg- three greens under regulation and I birdied all three of those. So still yeah, 75, yeah. 75, man. Yeah. 
I mean, we usually play from the whites. Yeah. But, but it's at this. But that that course is short. It's it a combo is. course for us. For it sure. is. Um, it was cool to play the the north course. Got a little preview of the That's of the right. front nine at the north course. So I'll give a, a review on that at a later pod. But um, yeah, I mean, I think you already covered our next question here with our favorite course play in twenty twenty one. Yeah, I, I didn't even realize that. Uh, yeah, mine obviously being Pebble. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm Silverado try- would be my number two. Yeah, I think Silverado is the, the the newest the newest course. This last year, I'm trying to think. Take that back. Bodega Bay didn't make the cut for you. Bodega Bay did not make the cut. <laughs> uh, Incline Village. Was oh, that's right. A really fucking good course, dude. And uh, I hope that we get to play that together one day because I was completely uh, uh, taken aback by how good it was. It was. Such a great golf course. I mean, it's like semi-private, I guess. I guess there's like some members there or, or there's like a club there or something like that. Immaculate. And when you're that high at altitude, dude, you can just bomb. You can just bomb. bomb away. So it was really fun. Got to play with uh, with my boy Jeff out there. That was really fun. Shout out, Jeff. Um, I know your lions, your lions still stink, but it's all good. Uh, yeah. And then what? Do you, can you remember your best shot? Uh, I think one thing sticks out. Um, I, I was trying to think. I have a couple sh- like true shots, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, all everything in golf is a stroke. It would have to be the bomb on eighteen at Pasta Tiempo. Oh, uh, dude, the birdie was, bomb! That was so good. And then I, I that was, I, so good. I, that I was with a, the random golf um, club boys too. Yes, yes. I stuck a hybrid real close on like a uh, par five that was nice but that one's what comes to mind right yeah. away was the the big bomb the looping the looping birdie putt on on 18 at pasa what about you i'm trying to think because i don't know if it's like a if it's like a three hole stretch or if it's like one single shot because if, if again recency bias but i've only been really hitting like flushing irons like the last few weeks and I hit a shot when me and Jack were playing out there at Corica, um, in the fucking rain, wind, sleet. I hit a four iron, one hundred and ninety-five yards, dude. Not even kidding. I mean, there's it was it was it was within two feet of the of the of the of the hole, and like it never left the flagstick. It was perfect. You hit some fucking mean long irons in there at uh, at Harding at Harding. Last week well, too. That, that one I hit on what was it thirteen? Or no, I can't remember the well, name. It's, it gets them all jumbled because we played the back. We played back, but, but but yeah, I think it was is fourteen. Yeah, so hit. it was that one with the ball above my feet, yeah. three iron. You heard the noise that I made. I was doing. Dude, there's there's nothing like when you hit something like in that the three to five iron range onto a green and it uh, stops. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's incredible. Um, yeah, I know. I was thinking recency bias, even though I duffed a uh, a very hard bunker shot on eighteen out of Harding. <laughs> that second, the hybrid that I hit. Oh shit! Yeah, onto the green yes. from just as far as I was, but one bunker further or one bunker closer was incredible. Um, that was nuts. That was an incredible shot. I missed it because I was hunting for my ball that was plugged somewhere. A hybrid out of the sand in a uh, in a fairway bunker is, is is a weapon. It's one of two things. It's either going to be flushed or, 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 or disastrous, or disastrous. <laughs> as we saw. Um, other than that, I was going to say a three-hole stretch had to have been at Pasa the first time we played it with the random golf club boys. Yeah, where you were dialed in. Um, I honestly, dude, I just I got lucky on those wedges into the green, hitting the the right tier. Like Phil talks about at Augusta, I just got really lucky. I I didn't really hit it exactly where I was aimed. But it just funneled towards the towards the hole, so um, that was a, a great stretch. You, you, I mean, God, I I can't even remember the last time I had three birdies in a row, much less two. Mm-hmm. So that was great. Yeah, um, that was that was fun to watch. Other than that, highlights of twenty twenty one volunteering was great. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much pretty much it for twenty. Anything else on twenty 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 one? Uh, no, no. All right. Let's move forward to 2022. Um, we should definitely check in on some, uh, let's do, let's do some golf resolutions first, a little out of order here. Okay. What are some resolutions you got here? All right. So for me, my plan on course, which goes to one of my goals is I, I find that I putt a lot better when I get a full, 
angle of the hole and walk around the green a little bit more. So just to slow down my, my green reading, trust my green reading a little bit more and walk the greens and kind of get the lay of the land before I go putt. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the other golf resolution I have is I've been, I feel like I've, I missed way too many since I've been driving the ball better and been hitting the ball better off the tee. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've missed way too many, like 80 to 100 yards wedge shots. Um, I think I'm pretty good from under 50 yards. I, I guess I could adjust that to 50 to 100 yards. Right. But that like, you know, I, I feel like with a full wedge swing, I should be able to be putting myself in better positions and, and, and mm -hmm. more reliable on that. So just getting back to practicing those shots more. I like that. I also have uh, taking more time to read green. Same thing. My, I think, I think deep down, I have this fear of taking all this time walking around the green, really studying it, and then making the same shitty fucking read or putt that yeah. I normally do. I need to get past that and just keep doing it because that's the only way you get better is, is yeah. by doing that. So I also have that. Um, again, slowing down and enjoying each hole or each shot. I kind of, once I start, once I have a really bad shot that puts me in a really shit situation, I rush. I start rushing because I want to get to, I want to get back to, to a, like a good situation. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I think any, everyone can empathize with that. Right. And so I need to take a step back in those situations and, and really just be like, all right, what's the next shot? Um, and I did that at Harding the last time we played was just kind of take my medicine, but Harding's tough. You take your medicine, you really take your medicine. Yeah. Um, and then the other, the only other thing I had was to try to practice twice a week. And if, if I'm playing that weekend, practicing once a week is good enough. Um, but I really want to get out there and, and hit balls at least two times a week. My goal is to, to either play or practice twice a week. Get two. Uh, 75, 70, 75 to 100 times in 2022. Okay, nice. I like it. Um, yeah. I'm I'm pumped for twenty. I'm I'm all, I'm also looking forward to a bunch of events. I'm looking forward to a bunch of uh, tour events as well, um, which means we probably should get into some PGA Tour talk here. Let's do it. So, twenty twenty one will reflect a little bit. Um, let's just go favorite event of twenty twenty one. My favorite event to pro. Sorry, my PGA favorite event. my favorite PGA event was uh the the pga championship and phil winning nice um and then my favorite lpga event was going to the women's us open yeah i mean that that's a lock for both of yeah. us for the women uh i actually i really did i really really enjoyed phil's win it was really cool being out at silverado when he did that you know finishing up our our tournament yeah. and then watching uh him win that but i gotta go with morikawa's open win just because it's so, uh, I mean, it was killer golf. It was killer golf, and, and dude, if you had to pick any event for him not to win, that would be it. I'm sorry, we're reflecting back. I've got to. I Phil's win was great. The U.S. Open was incredible. It was Sunday of the U.S. Open was incredible. It was good. Um, I forgot I had the John Rom bet going too. That I oh took, yeah, but that that was that was. Uh, I mean, you had we had at one point everyone in the mix and mm -hmm. then like everyone out of the mix within yeah. like an hour so that I'm, I'm revising that i'm going to the the men's us open finish, that was in, no, final sunday sunday round that was an, that was incredible honestly i the reason why i picked the open though with murakawa it was it just felt like dude is an epic performance yeah it just feels like that would be the the last major that he would have that that he would win because that's just such, such a different type of game that I mean, he, he's not a Lynx golfer. He's not one of those guys who shapes the ball. He's not a, yeah. a flighter of the golf ball. Um, that just goes to show that his game translates anywhere. Um, I mean, 2022 is probably going to be really big, really big for him. He's going to be a, an easy favorite, and we'll also get into that a little bit later. Um, but, yeah, that's my favorite event. That was my favorite event other than us uh, volunteering at the Fortinet. Yeah, that was very fun as well. What else in 2021? I mean, we had some ups we and downs. Had, we had t Tiger, obviously, with the ac the accident. Tiger accident. Um, I mean, the majors were... Ryder Cup. 
Ryder, Ryder Cup, Cup was awesome. Ryder, Ryder Cup, Cup was, was awesome. Dude, okay, so I think that was my favorite. That was my favorite. Other Ryder than, Cup, Ryder in the Open with Morikawa. Yeah, team event is your dude, favorite team that, event. Dude, that was <laughs> that was so fun to watch. It was it was ridiculous. I mean, yeah, just, the energy there from day one uh, and through it all was was great. Just an ass whooping from beginning to end. God, that, God damn, that was fun. Um. I mean, we got the President's Cup coming up in 2022. Should be good. And Not really. Huh? Should yeah, I know, I know, uh, I know. I, I, I've been looking into this, and um, I mean, let's just get into it. What pro event uh, are you looking forward to the most in 2022? I have President's Cup number two. Um, my- all right, I have President's Cup not on my list. I mean, I have... I don't. I don't, my, I don't, don't have think, these in in any ranking. But don't, don't so, take my number one. So uh, I don't have them. I don't have them ranked in in order. Right. I just have them jotted down. Here. Yeah. But obviously the Masters. Um, Everyone loves. Yeah. The Masters. You gotta love the Masters. Uh, the U.S. Open at the Country Club. I'm curious to see how they set it up because they're taking all three of the courses that they're that are on the property and like taking holes from certain courses. Right. It's gonna be. Wait, wait, explain that. So I, they're, I they're like pulling this. in a hole off of like one – they're like setting up – there's going to be like 130 to 160-yard par three that's going to be out there, right? Like, But there, there's three courses on the property to make it all work out how they want to set up. They're pulling like, you know, there's the main course that they're doing it from and they're taking like one hole from one oh, nine-hole series, one hole from another one. It's a par 70, so, you know – you always think long rough and like long, long holes at the U.S. Open, but this is a super old school golf mm-hmm. club. So I'm curious to see how they trick it out and what exactly they do to um, make these guys struggle out there. Uh, my no- my number one is is the Open at St Andrews. That's my that's another one I got on my list. Is the uh, the you know obviously historic St Andrews. Um, hopefully Tiger's playing by then. Yeah. I think that's probably, if I were like on his team, I would just set that up as our, you know, the goal. Yeah. Get get back healthy for the open at St. Andrews. Dude, St. Andrews, uh, I know this is kind of a segue, but you know, you can play that course. It's public. Yeah. You just, I mean, they open it up to the public. You can book it, you know, I think it's two years in advance. It's closed on Sundays. Because uh, the townspeople of St. Andrews use the course like they when they when they shut everything down for COVID, um, you get to go on on the course as as like a commons. Um, if anybody's ever seen, if you haven't seen the the little documentary or movie they have on St. Andrews on the Golf Channel, or as we call it, the Channel, uh, it's worth watching because it's incredible. The influence that St. Andrews has had on the game of golf. The reason why we have, why we have 18 holes is is there. Is because of of St. Andrews. They set up all the holes to to be be playable from back to front as well. So you you can play you can play in both East ways. Way. Um it's 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 not designed. It's how the lay of the land was set up. Designed for the golf course exactly. to be set up on. It's Something versus uh, the modern day golf course, which is moving and highly manicured yeah, yeah, and yeah. like all that stuff. So, sorry, I digress, but that's something that we should <laughs> definitely. I mean, that's something on my bucket list I want to do one day is make the pilgrimage out there. Yeah, to fuck go, yeah, to go, to go play the old course, um, see all the sights out there. Just be in Scotland, all cold and shit. Um, those. So those were my. Uh, those are the PGA events that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm most looking forward to. Uh, for for LPGA, I want to see the KMPGs at Congressional. So another Ooh. another another time where the ladies get to play a, a, a historic men's course yeah. and have a major championship set on there. Um, so I'm looking forward to watching that. And then it's the last ANA inspiration at Mission Hills. What does that mean? Why is it the last? So I believe they changed sponsorship. And it's going to no longer be at Mission Hills for – in the grand scheme of things, I think it's good. They're trying to move it to – I don't know where they're moving it to. The LPGA just got some new commissioner Mm -hmm. um, and she's like you know, trying to – their purses have gone up this year. Excuse me. (coughs) Coughing. I just recovered from Omicron. Um, Yeah. Although I had no coughing system or symptoms. Shout out to vaccines. But uh, (laughs) – 
goodness, I don't know where it's moving to. But basically, they've they've kind of they they want the they want to blow this event out, right? And mm-hmm. Mission Hill is a little smaller of a course, and so they they just I mean it's a major, it. right? It's a major. It's always been there, so it's changing changing up. But uh, at the end of the day, if they can, if it ends, if it adds up to more purse money, um, and you know a bigger kind of following for it, then, then I'm, I'm cool with it. Uh, but yeah, it's the last, it's going to Texas following that. Nice. Everything's bigger in Texas, bro. Yeah. I mean, other than the two I said, um, I'm looking forward to the AT&T Pro-Am because obviously we're, we're, we're working there. We, I just, I mean, I got this really nice, uh, zip up, I guess, what would you call it? Like a, like a, a weather, Weatherproof jacket. Um, really looking forward to that. I mean, that's just obviously personal. That thing's weatherproof, dog. I'm also looking forward to. I guess I have a. I have what event are you looking forward to here? But I'm also looking forward to a few other things. Uh, Tiger's like real return to golf, like his professional return. Instead, of, I mean, I know he played the PNC, but uh, looking forward to him actually going out there and competing against the other guys, and then. Um, how Rory responds this season. That's one guy I'm really looking forward to. And I'm not saying that, you know, breakout or have any bold predictions for him. I just, I've sensed a different mentality I, with him. I think he's going to have a very good season. Yeah. I just think that he's, uh, I think that he's got everything in order. I think that he's focused on, 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 on winning again. And, uh, he got away from all that shit that was making him play. Not so well. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm look. He's one of the best in the game. He's naturally gifted. Uh, I just think that this is probably the year where he strings together a few wins instead of just one. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I thought it was going to happen last year. Um, but then he got away from his game. He did. Um, he, he still had a win. But, yeah, I think the Ryder Cup left a, a sour taste in his mouth. And you hear, like, you know, what he's how he's talking and stuff. And it's, it's obvious. The guy's not playing – for he's got more money than you can have. You, he doesn't you know do I mean? it for the money. Yeah. Like you were no, saying I know. With Phil. So yeah, he. So he, I think he's very. He's got a different level of motivation, mm-hmm. um, and he's obviously a great athlete and physically has the skills. So yeah, I think he's got back to his bread and butter. He realizes he can hit the snot out of the driver. He doesn't need to go chase distance. No. Um, no. So yeah, I'm very curious to see how that happens or, and, and how it plays out. That's a good segue into uh, the breakthrough player in 2022. Who do you got? Uh, I got Scotty Scheffler for my PGA breakthrough player. Um, I mean, he's he, he's 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 in the top fifteen in the world, so it's not right. like crazy to think that. But he doesn't have uh, a win yet. He doesn't have a win yet, mm-hmm. and I think I I would I think he's going to win a major. See one of our segments later on. Yeah, uh, and I think he's going to win a, just a, a, another tournament on top of that. Yeah. Um, Good I think being at the U at the Ryder Open and part of that team, or not at the Ryder Open at the, the Ryder, Ryder Cup, Cup and part of that team um, was very helpful to him. Um, and I mean, then, it looked like he he realized, okay, I belong here. Like, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then on the LPGA side, being an LPGA guy, I'm going with the young Bay Area girl, Yalimi No. To I like have it. An, I mean, she kicked ass last season. She made it onto the the um, Solheim Cup team. Uh, but I would exp- I wouldn't be surprised to see her. We're seeing so many first time major winners on the LPGA. I w- I'm, I'm going to say she's going to win one major next year. Excellent. Um, I have to back up your your Scotty Scheffler pick, just, uh, but we'll get into into that later. All right. But when, if I'm picking two guys that I haven't already put money on, two of these guys I mentioned last year. Uh, when we we're talking about breakthrough players or bold predictions in for 2021, I did predict that Victor Hovland would have a breakthrough season. He did. Mm-hmm. I did predict that Jordan Spieth would win again. He, he did. did. I did predict, but I also predicted that Neiman and Wolf would win uh, tournaments and or majors. I predicted that Wolf. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he won the Masters with how he was playing at that time. Now he took a significant step back, but. Um, it appears that was all mental game related, and he had he did have an injury too, so he looks like he's back on the rise. Uh, Jocko Neiman, he's just so young that it's 
it's easy to be like, oh, well, he should have done it last year. I mean, like, what? He's like 22 years I mean, old or something like that. I mean, he won a tournament last year, and yeah. he was in – he had a ton of top tens. A ton of them. Um, and in position to win. So, uh, yeah, I like Matt Wolf as well. Um, as we get into our major predictions, I, I I don't have him on my list, but I had him very close to, to uh, someone that I thought – I think he's going to perform real well at the U.S. Open. Let's, let's just get into the predictions for All each right. major. We let's have four. It. Uh, you want me to go first? I can. I, I okay. Let's. We'll go. We'll go tournament by tournament okay. first. So, uh, Masters. I already put money on this, so I can already get this out of the way. I put money on Zalatoris and Scheffler to win the Masters, both at plus forty five hundred. Yep, I'm, I got Scotty Scheffler winning the Masters. U.S. Open. John Rom defense. Ooh, you know who I'm gonna say? Brooks. Ooh, <laughs> I, I, I had to, I had I had him on my list mul- at multiple spots, and then I was thinking about what other predictions that I have and how it's going to line up. All right, PGA Championship, Rory McIlroy. All right, I'm going serial killer Cantlay. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Oh, I see your next one. Okay, uh, and then the Open roars. Fuck. Um. Okay. Let me think for a second. That's the one he wants. Yeah. He wants to win that shit on European soil. Yeah. I mean, he obviously wants them all, but... Uh, I just need it. Uh, you know what? I, I know who I'm taking at the Open. Jordan Spieth. Ooh, good call. I'm going to take... right there last year. Yep. I'm going to take Spieth. Um, yeah. I mean, those are pretty much stone cold locks. You guys can send us our money after you make all yours betting. Um. Who who do you got as the the world ranked number one at, at the end of the season? I'm going Colin Morikawa. All right, I'm going. I'm going Cantlay. Oh my god, a couple of, a couple of one two serial killers. Yes, dude. yes. Um, I'm Cantlay, a Cantlay believer. After dude, he's last year. good. Like all, I mean, if you're if you're like a an intense golf head and you look at all the stats and all that stuff. He's he's he's, a, he's everywhere. Yeah, in, in the, he ha, he's great in all the metrics that matter. Uh, you look at Marakawa; he's very close to that too. But his putting leaves more to be desired. No hat, Pat, baby, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he is fucking good. So yeah, great picks. I, I mean, I like all those picks. Yeah, I mean, it makes me want to go bet on these futures right now and just throw throw some throw some scratch on them. As a matter of fact, I'm go ahead and tee that up. Uh, before we get into gambling, though, there's one other question. We're, we can skip needle mover. Fuck that. Who cares? Um, we got to talk about Big Cat. All right. Expectations for Big Cat in 2022. Um, first question I got is okay. Let's do it this way. Does he play in 2022? I think he plays in 2022. I think that's pretty obvious. He's um, gonna play at some point. I think, like I said earlier, I think I think maybe his first tournament. It, I think he comes back for some, maybe like the Memorial or, um, you know, some of that late June. I don't think he's going to play in the U.S. Open. Or the Um, Masters then. Or the Masters, no. Um, And then I think think he he plays at at, uh, St. Andrews. Would love to see him somehow win at St. Andrews. Man, I mean, be- God, he looked good at the PNC. He really did. Uh, I mean, he, and he said the issue for him is, you know, walking four rounds and mm-hmm. stuff, which makes sense uh, when you're on, on a, a, a robot leg. But yeah. um, I guess in theory that doesn't make sense, right? If you're on a robot leg, it should be easy, easy. easier to walk. But that's – Digressing. Uh, <laughs> so I'm saying Tune in for the next podcast discussing robot legs. I'm saying I'm saying he's, he goes uh, somewhere. He comes back somewhere in the re, the the region to get a couple prepper tournaments in before the the, uh, the the open. I have to agree with you. He said that's his favorite course. I think that he's gonna. I mean, he gets to play Augusta for the rest of his life. Yeah. Okay. As long as he can pick up a golf club, he can go he's out there, there and play. So the open, your eligibility, you, I mean, it it it, it eventually will end, um, unless you're like a an special invitee. So I guarantee that I don't guarantee, but if I had to bet money on, it would be the U uh, the open. He definitely definitely makes. I don't know if it's the PGA, 
Um, well, because the P- they're all th- earlier now, right? Yeah. The PGA is earlier, think, and I don't think the U.S. Open he's going to go out there and, and want to hu- uh, hack through all that rough and no, shit either. No, and I don't think he cares about the PGA it that much. No, right? That's, that's the I think emotionally, and I think what him and his team have circled is is everything gearing towards St. Andrews. Yeah, I agree. Uh, best finish? Do you think he wins the tournament? Like, what do you think? Top ten, top twenty? Fuck. Um. Well, if I pick Roars to win this at St. Andrews, then I can't no, say no, no, uh, just best finish all year, all in year 20, in twenty twenty. I don't think he wins because I don't think he plays that much tournaments right. to win. Right? You don't, um, think, you don't think he's going to click off a tournament here or there, like he said in that press conference? <laughs> I can click off a. <laughs> no, no, because I don't think he. No, I don't. Uh, I'm going to give him a tie for like third at like say he comes back and plays like the memorial or something mm-hmm. um, you know but I almost think that's a little ambitious yeah I mean I don't know fuck. It, I, he won you the Masters you can't, so, you a can't couple count years him ago. out so um, I think he needs another year to to, to heal yeah. up what do you got I mean I think I think he gets a top 10 I'm yeah, sure, I mean, I, I think his top ten is reasonable. I think I think he gets a top ten. You know, I think that wishful thinking. There's a tournament at some point in 2022 where he's in the hunt on Sunday. He's wearing the red. He's wearing the black. Um, and he has a legitimate chance of you know if he plays really 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 well, he could uh, you know possibly win. But I don't see him ever being like in the final pairing or. Anything like that, and I'm not discounting you, Tiger. I know you could do the impossible. Yeah, no, it's but just it's you know, just Father Time. That's it. Can't outrun Father Time. That's right. Um. All right. Well, anything else on 2022 and the PGA? I mean, there's so much. We'll probably touch on more. No, I mean, I think that's a great preview. Um, I'm also, as I mentioned in some of my predictions, I'm looking forward to a lot of LPGA as well. Yeah. Um. Their season doesn't start for another couple of weeks, but um, I'm curious to see. I'm curious just to watch some some good LPGA. I want to see how Nelly defends the world number one. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm sure she'll probably win another major, um, and I want to see some of these youngsters. Do you? Uh, they have that tournament at Lake Merced every year, right? Yes. Okay. It was closed down to public last year, right. um, but we should definitely try to get out to it. This this year, assuming that everything is There's, open back up, they were supposed to have uh, a yearly event at Harding Park. That's why Medina has the Presidents Cup yeah. in a couple years. Uh, that's why they bent the fucking knee. But it it doesn't start for a little bit, right? Right. So I haven't heard any announcement. I don't know. I, all I know is that Steph Curry has some involvement it's, in it. Steph's like going to be the tournament tournament host. I yeah. Believe. Yeah. Um, it, in theory, that sounds cool. So we'll see. Let's go. Um. Looks like all they're doing is spending their money on fucking golf carts at Harding. They That's tell you what, I mean, what time to come back to the, the clubhouse. I mean, dude. I mean, the, those those carts are plush. They are. They are. They're the they Cadillac. Are. The Cadillac of all golf carts. Uh, very nice. Very nice. Plush. Well, they have they have the they have the Greg Norman experience on there that nobody uses. They've got. Uh, they had that at um, Encinitas Golf Ranch too. Remember that. The Greg Norman experience. Yeah, it's 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 a little interface they have on the the GPS that that allows you to connect to the Bluetooth and all that type of stuff. It's like you press the Greg Norman experience and he tells you like where to hit the ball. I was trying to connect to the Bluetooth on mine. Whatever. Um, Yeah, we should try to get out to that that LPGA event at Lake Merced. Uh, If well, I mean, we'll we'll be doing the Fortinet Fortinet next year too. Definitely be doing the Fortinet. We'll be at AT and T. We'll be at the AT and T. I'm so pumped for that. That's 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 less than a month away. It's right around the corner. I can't wait for that. Can't wait for that. Um. Well, you making any bets this weekend? I am. I am. Uh, I was gonna say, and I, and I see some of your your. I see what you you agree with my my thought process here. It's a small field. Yes, you can't be doing top tens. You got to you got to go to to top fives. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you could do top tens, but the payouts not not quite exactly is, is juicy. So come on, what are we doing here? Um, Who you got? So I'm gonna take. I can't not take this guy after last year touting him all season. 
I'm going to go with Victor Hovland. Nice. I like that pick. Um, top I'm five? A, a top five. I'm also going to go with uh, Mr. Anthony Finau. Mm. I know that he's... Uh, I, I just I invited know. here last year without a win. Mm-hmm. Got a win this year mm-hmm. on there. And then the last person I'm going to take is uh, everybody's, literally everybody's favorite golfer, Patrick Reed. Um, he he was. I think he uh, didn't him and JT have the playoff last year. Um, At this, no, no, it was Harris, no, English. Harris English one, right? But uh, Patrick Reed plays well out there. Um, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Reed. Finale and Vicky Hove. Okay. I like those payouts. I like it. Um, I'm going to, as they say, old habits die hard. I'm going to take Zan- <laughs> top five, Xander at plus 250. That's not the old habit. Uh, and then I'm going to the Masters champion himself, Hideki Matsuyama. That's at, the old at, habit. At plus 350 Why can't um, I for a top five. And then I like both of those guys. I like both those guys to to sprinkle a little bit on them to win it. Xander's at plus one thousand, and and uh, Hideki's at plus three thousand. Ooh, I like. I didn't even think to take up any uh, straight up uh, winners. Winners, yeah. I should have done that. Come um, on, Hideki. Let's. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, it's a new year. I can go back to him. Yeah, so so maybe 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 I'll uh, maybe I'll change it up a little bit, and we'll post we'll post our picks here uh, tomorrow. Cool, I like that. Um, anything else on betting? Uh, if yeah, if LeBron James gets about four more assists, I'm going to be putting a lot more golf bets out this weekend. Um. All right, let's see here. We're about 45 minutes in. Let's finish with our up and down. All right, you want me to go? Yes. Uh, on the up, uh, had COVID, recovered from COVID, played around last week. Um, at Harding, I had very low expectations for that round, hadn't played, got my new wedge, hadn't played since I broke a wedge in a fit of rage on a course. Played very well. Um, so my golf game, I was very pleased with that. Um, being healthy and back and as a part of society, very pleased with that. And then just uh, overall, you know, golf's coming back, baby. So, so that's that's got to be an up. We got, yeah. we got tournaments this week. We got the Hawaii swing, uh, which means prime time West Coast golf on the weekend too, I love which it. is fucking I love awesome it. to watch. Um, so, yeah, what do you got? Uh, definitely on the up. I'm gonna say our podcast, bro. Yeah, I love doing this. Uh, Finna be hitting fifty. I know. Um, you know, taking the time off for the holidays, and obviously we had COVID, and it's just really downtime in golf. It just made me miss doing this. Yeah, I agree. I, I was talking. really looking forward to this uh, over the basically since like last week. So. Re-energized, uh, really looking forward to improving and getting the content that people who listen to us that they really enjoy. Um, looking forward to actually bringing some of our, some extra people in uh, throughout the year. I know Mikey wants in. I know Jack wants in. That'd be really fun to just, you know, have those guys um, contribute from time to time. Um, Another up is I'm really looking forward to focusing on the fade this year, the the cut instead of the draw. Mm -hmm. Um, I have really... uh, Cut it. Yeah, cut it. (laughs) I got... I uh, I just feel really good and really uh, confident that that's going to be really good for my game um, this upcoming year. Um. In terms of down, I will say my driving stinks. That's probably the one, the, the only real thing that uh, um, I have to say that's a real downer right now. I mean, everything, beginning of the year, everything's up. You yeah. Know? Optimism's yeah. at an all time high. So that's really the only thing that I have. Um, yeah. I don't, uh, goodness. Yeah. I don't really have, okay. I got a downer. The only downer I have has nothing to do with golf. Um, is uh devast not devastating news but bad news sad news over the weekend we're we're bay area peeps um we grew up in in the central valley but grew up loving bay area hip-hop and the hyphy movement and so r.i.p to tracks a million uh a producer that 
like, I mean, just made so many bangers and great songs that, like, you know, anyone that is our age or grew up, went to high school and in, like, the early 2000s and, like, listening to Bay Area hip-hop, um, you know who Tracks a Million is and yeah. that drop in, in every beat. So, um, a fucking legend in Bay Area hip-hop. R.I.P., my man. R.I.P. for sure. Um, dude, I mean... It's gonna be a it's gonna be a great week here in the Bay Area. We might see some might see some clay some clay Thompson. Yeah. I'm looking forward to uh possibly playing Half Moon Bay with you here in a couple weeks. Uh Mikey, we're still gonna plan that trip down to Mecca, aka Monterey, at some point this month. So we'll keep that on on the calendar. Um anything else you got, dude? Or should we wrap this up? No. Um no, man, I'm looking forward to getting out on the course here um, and playing a little bit more myself. So. Yeah, can't wait for the weather to uh, to warm up a little bit more. I mean, it's been raining nonstop in, in Northern California for about three weeks now. Everything is absolutely sloppy and soaked. But in it's true a, California okay. fashion, it'll dry up and we, it, we, won't, we won't see rain for a, a few years. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to have uh, the podcast next week. We'll check in on this on this century We'll uh, check in to see if there's any other goals that we have for 2022. Um, we'll also check in on all the gear that we got for the AT&T Pro-Am because we, I just got this jacket. We're getting more shit on the way. Um, we're going to get a, a little bit of a game plan to see if we can attack that, uh, that volunteer event um, with everything we got. Um, other than that, I can't wait to see you next week, my man. Yes, sir. That does it for this episode of the Sandy Pars Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us next week to recap the Century Tournament of Champions, preview an upcoming round at Half Moon Bay, and much, much more. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Sandy Pars Golf and visit our website, sandypars.com, for a full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer Ryan Teeson, and until next time, hit him straight.